It's the Alex's Nuts Show. Okay. <laughs> fake fight, fake fight. Great. In any case, welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal. Ellie Sprinthal. Co-host, Catherine Brandt. Alex Brandt, Bernard Rasmussen. Andy Brandt, Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back. Our very special guest, Pat McLaughlin. Vets Fest, the Pat McLaughlin Band. Coming up in just a couple of minutes. Right now, Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Boy, that was smooth. Yeah, Six baby. years, we finally got it down. Like yeah. butter. That yeah, was really good. We have four dealerships in Burnsville, and a week ago, they were hit with a hailstorm. So we're passing the savings on to people that are interested in buying slightly damaged vehicles. We've got about 2,000 new and seven or 800 used. The four dealerships involved are brand new Subaru dealership. Alex, don't go to the old Subaru store. We built a brand new one that's like five times as big. Oh, really? Yeah, we outgrew the other one. Really? Wow. Good for you. Well, it's good for Subaru people. Actually, we had a really big problem getting service, people through service because we had sold so many cars. So um, That's yeah. uh, just south of Buck Hill Ski Resort. Right next to that is our Honda store, then Nissan and Mazda. You can check them out online. But really, if you're in the market for a hail-damaged car, you have to see them for yourself and make the decision. Like, yeah, I can live with that. This seems like a good deal. Or, no, I'm too picky. I need a perfect one. That's, that's it. everything? That's everything. Fantastic job, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Rocking out. Ladies and gentlemen, I love that song. In any case, our very special guest, Pat McLaughlin, Vets Fest. It is uh, coming up this Saturday, as a matter of fact. Please join us for our annual Vets Fest, July 27, 2019, at Richard Walton Park, 1584 Hadley in Oakdale, Minnesota, 55128. The legendary band Crow will be the headliner. Uh, it's at four. Is it four or four thirty, Pat? Uh, Crow's playing it from four till five thirty. Oh, I thought it was four thirty till five or thirty or something, but because it says no, no, they're uh, they're doing a typical ninety minute set. Um, oh, they are okay. And yeah, from four to five thirty, and then the closing ceremonies at five forty-five. All right, excellent. Because I. I got a, uh, I got a couple of things I got to do, run around and do some some appearances. But I do want to come. I, 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 I tell you what, we had such a good time talking. Uh, David Wagner. I mean, just a, what a great guy. I've always loved that band, and I, I want to come. I told him I want to come by and say hello to you and to, to him, and it's going to be great. Wow. Well, I, I'd, I'd love to have you stop in, and um, yeah, if you want to, if you're there right around four, I'll. If you'd like, I'd uh, like you to introduce Crow to the crowd. Uh, if it's at four, I, if it's at four thirty, I can. But at four, I cannot because I have another. Appearance okay, well, we. Okay, we'll, I can, we'll make that work. But uh, we'll just we'll we'll bring you on stage if you'd like to. You know, I mean, I, David, I think would like that. Just uh, address the crowd. You know, welcome everyone there from KQ. I, I think that'd be great. I will definitely do that, and I'd like to do it just before they do Evil Woman and dedicate it to my wife, Catherine. Maybe. Thank you, honey. <laughs> you could sit in on drums, maybe. Yeah, sit on on drums. You're gonna sleep. I can sing along with you're David, sleep. 
you're going to sleep on the couch Saturday night then? <laughs> and Sunday and for the next several months. <laughs> now, I tell yeah. you, that was such well, a treat. Thank you for teeing that up. I assume, Pat, that you teed it up for David to come on the show. Uh, we had such a ball talking about all the different things and, you know, the fact that one guy in Los Angeles had just divorced his wife so he wouldn't play the song Evil Woman. And, <laughs> and it, cost, it cost him a lot of money because they lost the L.A. market because of that. It cost him a lot of money selling albums because the guy wouldn't play it because he thought if he played that, his wife would sue him because you think they were talking about her. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What a story. It's all about me, huh? Yeah, yeah, more me now. That's exactly what it is. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's uh, for, First of all, your band's going to be there, which is going to be terrific. Crow, uh, I, was a, I was a fan of Crow from moment one. I always thought that, that Mr. Wagner could, could sing. I mean, he could, he could hit high notes I could never think of hitting, and then he'd put an edge on his voice that was just amazing. What a great singer. It, it really was, and um, he still has it. Uh, yeah, he I, does. I've, yeah, he played at Lower Town Blues Fest last year, and um, yeah, and, and you know, great guy. Just you know, really easy to get along with. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that he is is famous if you know, unless you actually knew who he was, because he's just a very good, down to earth guy. Yeah, he um, is. Same, same with Larry Wigan, the bass player, another great mm-hmm. guy. Uh, he was. He's an original member. Oh, um, absolutely. And, yeah, Larry plays with the Lisa Wenger band now, and Lisa will be singing uh, backup for Crow on Saturday, too. So um, yeah, it's a good, good community. We get a lot of – we support each other you know, quite a bit. Um, and, yeah, there will be a lot of things there. Uh, Catherine Larson, who's the creative arts director at uh, Minneapolis VA, um, she'll be there to, to talk about some of the things she ha- sees happen when we play – Either for the vets and community living, or uh, you, you know, guys in the in the lockdown, uh, it's a psych ward. A lot of them have traumatic traumatic brain injuries, and uh, you know, when when these guys are exposed to live music, it we've actually seen some miracles happen. And I, you know, I go over there with some of the best uh, blues musicians in the Twin Cities, and they we pretty much just get paid for our gas and back, and. Um, mm-hmm. They always say, "When are we coming back? When, when can we do this again?" So, yeah, it's that it's that moving to watch how it touches some of these guys. Yeah, I love it. I uh, well, I love this statement too. Music mission is to positively impact our community's veterans through the power of live music. Using the power of live music, vets for music's goals are threefold. Number one, give voice and increase visibility for veterans and their families. Number two, help veterans who are struggling to re-engage with family, friends, and community. And number three, increase community support for veterans and their families. Uh, the opening ceremony at 1145, another great band, Craig Clark Band, is going to be uh, on stage oh. at noon. It's a great band, isn't it? Yeah, Craig is a, a real upcoming uh, star. Uh, he's, a, he's a veteran, too, and another great talent, but very humble Um you know, it seems like the best musicians are people who are generous, uh, you know, like just sharing their talent with you rather than saying, hey, everyone, look at me. And you can kind of sense that. The crowd can kind of tell, you know, when, uh, or I can anyway, when when a musician is more into applause than they are into into creating, yeah. sharing great music. Yeah, it's true. One uh, thirty, you're going to have a Huey reenactment. How did you tee that up? That's going to be pretty interesting. Well, yeah, well, uh, Jerry Kaiser, who is the president of Minnesota Vietnam Veterans, uh, he, it, it was almost fate. We, we, I bumped into some uh, people from the Minnesota Air National Guard Commemorative Museum, and uh, I started telling them about what we were going to do. This was in 2016. And, you know, they have uh, the cockpit of an F-4 that they bring uh, along, and you can get your picture taken in it for a dollar. And Jerry's connected with them, and once Jerry found out, he offered to uh, pay the gasoline for uh, the Huey uh, reenactment and the vintage airplane flyover. That and um, he's yeah. done, he, yeah, he's done that every year. And I, I just told Jerry, if if it wasn't for that, uh, I don't know where this this event would have would have gone because that got a lot of people's attention right off the bat. It is and terrific. It, it is, and you know there was a guy, last year there was a guy a Vietnam vet standing next to me, and when that Huey came in, you know they make that 
the, the, the certain distinct yep. blades make kind of a womp. Yeah. Yep. And he said once he was laying there wounded, and uh, once he heard those blades, he started crying because he knew he was going to live. And, yeah, pretty emotional stuff. And Tom, you, uh, you remember what it was like when we, I mean, uh, I had a cousin killed in 68. Oh, yeah. Uh, during the buildup build of Tet, another one shot in, I think it was 1970. And that was just, you know, we we're, it was a very intense time. And, you know, a lot of people were divided. And like you said, when I talked to you on the show, um, they actually blamed the veterans. And most of those <laughs> guys did. were drafted. They, they did, you know, yeah. Pretty amazing. I, I will tell you, when uh, we went to Washington, D.C. a few years ago with the family, the family all went to Washington, D.C., and we uh, saw the Vietnam Memorial, and I knew three guys who were killed in Vietnam, Ooh. guys I went yeah. to school with. And, and to see all those names on that wall, was that was overwhelming. It was a wonderful thing and a very sad thing at the same time. So, yeah, that was that's, it, it's terrific. It, it is overwhelming, uh, uh. Uh, in fact, that wall is in Stillwater today, but uh, the traveling wall. The traveling and wall, yeah. I remember, yep. yeah, I remember back my kids were real small, and um, it was the first time the wall came here. It was in South St. Paul. I can't remember, on you know, like some football field or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were real young, but even they got the concept. I just said, no, there was a war fought, fought and all of the names on these walls, this, these walls are, are every guy that was killed in that war. And mm. as young as they were, they got it. It was it was almost like a sacred, I mean, they just got it. It was like, wow, it's, you know, you hear 58,000 and you're like, well, yeah, okay, that's just a number. Well, when you actually see the names, it, it uh, brings it to life. You know what's so amazing about that, Pat, is as I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm thinking of those guys, and I can see them. The last time that I saw them, I can see them talking to me. I remember talking to them about, what is this thing you're doing? It's Vietnam. What is that? And I don't yeah, even know what that yeah. is. And I, I remember I looked at them, and I, I could still see them looking back at me. And then the next time I, I uh, well, one of them I didn't go because he was shot in the face. Uh, so I didn't really want to go uh, to oof. the... Uh, he was in the United States yeah. Marine, and they put, his, they put his cover on him, and it, I guess it was not... Not pretty, but whatever. But back to yeah. uh, what this is all about, and, and you know, they're very sad memories, but your band hits the stage at 2 o'clock, correct? The Pat McLaughlin band hits stage yep. at 2 yep. o'clock. Then the yep, Vintage Warplane flyover is at 3.30, you said? Yeah. And then, yeah, and if they have the full, uh, one, one year they had all four, four planes, so when they do that, uh, when they get over our uh, Richard Walton Park, they you know, let the colored smoke out. And the colored trails, and then they do the missing man, where oh, yeah. one one will, yeah, the one plane will veer off like to the right, and the other three keep going straight, and then they make a circle around again, which is, you know, that's a pretty symbolic too. No doubt, crow hitting the stage. It says here on the schedule four thirty, but you're saying four for crow. Yeah, yeah, four to five thirty. I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, which schedule they had. It uh, we had a poster out and stuff. Yeah, no but, big deal. No um, big deal. Yeah, yeah, no big thing. I just hope it doesn't confuse people. But either way, you know, um, if they get there early enough, they're going to hear Crow. So Yeah, absolutely. That would be a great thing. And if you've never seen Crow or heard them. And by the way, Pat, it was funny when we had David on. I hopped on Amazon. There was one copy of a CD of their really? the, best, the Best of Crow. And I bought it. And I'm getting it today. It's being delivered to the house today. Because I, oh, I loved that music. I thought those guys were, well, first of all, the bass played a big part in their music. Oh, David's great yep. voice was a huge part. It's just a wonderful, wonderful band. It, it really is. And I remember the uh, first time I played with Larry Wigan, the bass player. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said earlier, you um, you know, we listened to them on KQ. And yeah, yep. that, ba- that bass line of uh, Evil Woman uh, is just so... Uh, distinct and and I'm playing with Larry and I actually had to look at his fingers and I'm thinking those fingers made that that bass riff uh, <laughs> exactly. that I used to listen to you know I was in awe but and er, Larry is such a nice guy that yep. you know he he doesn't even it just doesn't phase him he just kind of smiles um, but yeah I, I heard uh, you talking to David it was it sounded like a lot of fun He's oh it a was great guy. it was a great a great time it was a great guy closing ceremony at about four four uh five forty five then correct 
Yeah, that's correct. We have the we have the active Marine Color Guard going to set the colors, and then we have the Mankato Gun Team uh, at the end. We close with a 21-gun salute and taps, and then a moment of silence, and then, you know, everyone's free to go. That is so, a terrific thing. Yeah, we kind of incorporate that. You know, in the opening, we have the, uh, uh, you know, the, <laughs> I can't think right, the, um, uh, not the Pledge of Allegiance, the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, yeah, right. It will be sung, yeah. And, um, yeah, last year... Uh, Star Spangled Banner, a young upcoming blues woman, Desiree Robles, she sang it for us, and that brought tears to people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's just a really uniting festival where, you know, we're focusing on having fun, and uh, part of the mission statement is to, you know, increase vi- visibility for veterans and their families and and increase, uh, you know, support from the community. Um, you know, and I think uh, it's different nowadays. I think, uh, you know, people want to find out from uh, guys that have been over in Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, how they feel about it. Um, oh, yeah. You know, in, in, yeah. During the Vietnam War, you, I know a lot of guys, when they got out, you, they took their uniform off and it was like, uh, you know, they never thought about it again. Yeah, I think that is probably true. I'm looking forward to seeing you on Saturday, Pat. I will be there. I can. I think we can get there right around four thirty, as a matter of fact. So if things get delayed a, a bit, but at some point, I would love to. I'd love to go out and tell people how much I love the idea of Vets Fest, and I've always been a huge Crow fan. And this guy named Pat McLaughlin, I've been a fan of his too. I don't know if you know him or not. Pat, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll know me. I'm the guy walking around like a big shot for one day. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Pat. Great yeah. talking to you again. I look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Say hello to everybody and. Uh, I'll see you in just a couple of couple of days. As always, Tom, thanks so much for having me on, and I really look forward to seeing you. It'll be great. Pat McLaughlin, Vets Fest, ladies and gentlemen. It is this Saturday. Again, you, you run down. The, and it's free, by the way. That's the other thing about it. It's just good, getting out there and supporting guys who fought for us and women who fought for us. And the opening ceremony is at 11.45. You can get there anytime between 11.45 and 5.45. It's a five-hour event. Excuse me, a six-hour event. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And if you've never seen uh, Craig Clark or Pat McLaughlin or Crow in person, you need to get out there. And I will see you out there. I hope you make it. I'll be there. that would be cool. Well, great. Thanks so much, Tom. Thank you, Pat. We shall okay. be back Bye. in just a couple of Bye-bye, Pat. I, what a nice man. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes with the family. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't like (laughs) you. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. 
my pants up with a piece of twine. A boy named Sue. I listen. I do. I love Johnny Cash. I do too. Me too. My son. Waylon Jennings. Yeah, my son's trying to learn a little bit of acoustic with Johnny Cash on his acoustic guitar. Apparently, there's a very good uh, local band called Church of Cash. Oh, really? Church really, of Cash, yeah, They're really? a really good Johnny Cash cover band, and we were supposed to, you're watching the kids on Wednesday, remember? Oh. I, have never, I haven't <laughs> heard of them before. I bet that'd be fun. Yeah, they were supposed to play at a brewery in Excelsior this coming Wednesday, yeah. and we were going to go, but then they changed it, and so now we're not going to that, but we do want to go see The Lion King, so. The Lion King? Yeah. Heck yeah. I still want to know, I want you guys to vote on this. When will it... Oh my God! Give it up! It's <laughs> when not are they funny. When are going to Trump Lion King? I'm not talking about it to be funny. They're going to do it. I guarantee it. Uh, well, it hasn't happened yet. The so. Lion King. Well, let's start that meme, yep, shall there we? There we go. Let's, let's join in the anything. fray. I'm just telling you, it's going to happen. So the name McLaughlin. Yes. You probably figured is Irish. Either Irish or Scottish. Scottish. I know a Scottish guy named McLaughlin. Yeah. Liam McLaughlin. Do Liam they, McLaughlin. I wonder well, if they spell it slightly Irish. different. Well, yes. yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah. It's in the Irish. But yeah. it has its own Wikipedia page because there's a lot of famous McLaughlins. Sarah really? McLaughlin. Well, oh, Sarah McLaughlin, yeah. yeah. So there's, you know, John McLaughlin, a singer, Mary McLaughlin, a federal judge, and then you get to Patrick McLaughlin, the name of a number of notable individuals. <laughs> <laughs> Really, a lot of Irish kids named Patrick, huh? No, weird. Who ever thought and of that? Pat is in there. Oh, Pat oh, is in there. Wonderful. Jesus, yeah, Mary, and Joseph. Jesus, Mary. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and all the saints. And of course, <laughs> funny enough, it Bit ends raised. with Patrick McLaughlin, the criminal. Oh, <laughs> an Irish criminal. Born in 1822. He didn't do it. He was persecuted. In New York City, of course. He was persecuted. McLaughlin had his nose chewed off during a fight. Ay, ay, ay. That's a particularly nasty fight. And then he started going around, you know, killing people, and then he died. Well, who hasn't done that? What a nice run. The end of Patrick McLaughlin. (laughs) I still love the fact that my brother-in-law, who is half Irish and half Puerto Rican, half Puerto Rican guy, Pat O'Brien... (laughs) Pat O'Brien. And he looked much more Puerto Rican than he did Irish, I'll tell you that. Really? You think so? Pat? He had black hair. Well, maybe I seem to remember him being very, uh, very white, not dark at all. Was his hair white? He didn't even look like he could tan. He was that white. He didn't look. (laughs) No. Yeah. Was his hair white? No, he had dark hair. Yeah, because he had black hair and he was very dark. You know who he looked a lot like was Jerry Lewis. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) He actually looked like Jerry Lewis. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. I miss Pat. He was something else. He kind of helped to raise me. There's no doubt about that. He was he was an amazing. It took a guy. village to raise Tommy B. That's exactly right. <laughs> I took a village to raise this kid, and now of course, he's probably spinning in his crypt or wherever he is. But uh, with this Puerto Rican governor stepping down now, it's like yeah, he's done. What tomorrow? Tomorrow, uh, yeah. August second. Oh, August second. It's a week. What? Why would <laughs> he want to stick know. around? I don't know. Everybody hates him. I know everybody. hates Nobody's him. sticking up for him. Said they had the largest protest in Puerto Rican history to Whoa. get rid of this guy. They even brought in Ricky Martin. They did bring in Ricky Martin. <laughs> they did. Brought I'm not kidding. Ricky it sounds Martin. like a joke, but <laughs> I'm not kidding. Well, Ricky Martin's now relevant again. Yeah, yes. Gianni Versace. Versace. Yes. Gianni Versace. He's he damn good in that show. He is very good. I, I really, when you, you had to tell me who it was. And then once you told me, I was like, oh my God, it is Ricky Martin. Oh, that Martin. was like, I know he came on the screen. I was like, it's Ricky Martin. And Dan's like, that's not Ricky Martin. He it's a guy that looks so like Ricky Martin. And I'm like, I will bet you $20,000 that it's Ricky Martin. Mm-hmm. And it was. So. Did you get your 20 grand? No. Who played Versace again? I don't know. I Some guy. Oh, I don't know who that guy is, but he's really Have good. Have you seen this show, you guys? Mm-mm. The assassination of Gianni Versace. The only problem you got with it, the guy who plays Andrew Cunanan or Cunanan or whatever his name is. Cunanan, that's right. Andrew Cunanan, the guy who plays him, is so good at it, you hate his guts. Oh, he's the worst. Oh, my God, he's There's a lot of Minneapolis connections, which that's why it's very... killed three people A lot of Minneapolis connections. Versace was played by Edgar Ramirez. He killed... Who also did... Nothing I've heard of. Two people. Oh, a lot of well, things in Spanish. Show, but he did three. Nope. A lot of what's in Spanish? A lot of things in Spanish. 
Oh, in fact, almost he everything he's done has been in Spanish. He's really good at now he's playing Is he Dora the guy. Explorer? He was in Glee. Mm. He was, was oh, he? that's right. He was in Glee. That's right. That was like his first big role. He was also Glee. Carlos the Jackal. Oh, yes. Not Versace. That, no, he's talking about... Talking about the guy, that played, the guy that played yeah. Andrew Cunanan. Yeah. No, yeah, he, Edgar Ramirez. Edgar oh, Ramirez you're played. talking about Versace. He was oh. not in Glee. No, he was not in Glee. That was. <laughs> What's the kid's name who plays Versace? Cunanan. I can't. Darren Chris. Darren Chris. Yeah. Darren Chris. C R I S S. I'm trying yep. to think of him in Glee. I watched he some was Glee the, episodes. Never he went to the like prep school, and he was like kind of. Oh, I think he was the boyfriend okay. of the gay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. One okay. At the yeah. Yeah. The gay one. Yeah, and there was a gay one. There's one or two gay people yeah. in that movie. I will no, in Glee at the in the Glee club, the main. Was there a lot of gay, gay, there was gay only characters one in Glee? Gay kid. Was just one? They had a token gay. Yeah, they yes. had to have a token, <laughs> token gay. gay. There was only one gay kid in the main Glee club, and then there was other gay. Oh, is that kids, right? But not in the main, with like Leah Michelle and all. Yeah, you never missed that show. I, I never finished it actually. Really? Yeah, Leah and Michelle started. I was like, get out of my face. Really? I don't want to look at you ever again. Why? She just seems very irritating. Everybody in Hollywood is irritating. But she's what like, knew about that? she's extra irritating. Oh, she is? Well, she sort of played like a diva. But then, like, I was just hearing things about her on the red carpet and stuff, and I was like, I'm kind of done you know, watching you. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio now has become unbearable. He's decided now that when he when he's working, no one can look at him. Do not make Isn't eye that contact. Is a sign with of him. who told you that? mental problems? If it was a news story came out this morning, I could drag it down if you want. Oh, I, I think that might not be true. Yeah, that starts like a, that's not like a mental illness. No, I heard ruin. he's nuts now. Yeah. yeah, that's not good. Too bad I loved him in Gilbert Grape when he was a little kid. He was phenomenal in that movie. He's like, and uh, and Titanic. Uh, Titanic. He was terrific. Mm-hmm. Catch the, me if you can. Mm-hmm. And oh, an obs- kind Gatsby. of an obscure movie called uh, Great Gatsby was really good. The Basketball Diaries. Oh yeah, yep, yep. Which was a true story, actually. A guy named Jim Carroll. He was a New York semi-pro basketball player and a punk rocker and a heroin addict. Oh, I don't think I saw oh, that. I've one. never heard of that. He has a famous punk song called "All Those All These People Have Died." It's about all of his friends that committed suicide or got hit by buses. And mm. It's crazy. Jeez. What does CBGB stand for again? I keep forgetting. Country's best. G best country's best. G. Something bar, and it's not gay bar. No, it's not gay bar. It stands for Country Bluegrass and Blues. There it okay. is. Country Bluegrass uh, and Blues. Bluegrass. Where is that? It, well, it's not open anymore. It used to be right by our house in New York. Probably the most famous rock club in New York in the oh god seventies. Yeah. There's a homeless 80s. guy in uh, West Palm Beach that used to be in a punk rock band, and he played there. He played he's CBGB? homeless because of a little heroin. Maybe a drug problem. There's uh, a possibility. He, he owned a he owned a bookstore in um, Manhattan. The bookstores have hit the wall. That's well. Sure. That's when the rents were skyrocketing, and he oh, lost God. that. And then he was a punk rock singer. And now he's been homeless for eighteen years. Eighteen years. Wow. He has no family to step up. See, I don't think Andy and Alex are ever going to be homeless. I'm pretty sure. That's well, there never just was happen. a big no? story about him in the Palm Beach Post. And it was very interesting. What's his name? I wonder if I know him. Ask me that. I might know him. <laughs> I know a lot of I homeless bums. It. You know what CBGB's rent was uh, when they closed? Mm. Thirty-five thousand a month. Oh my! Well, that would have done it. <laughs> Hence the closure. <laughs> That'll get her Jeez, closed. Four hundred twenty thousand dollars a year in rent. Yep. You better make some money, man. Yeah. Well, and the, and it's not that big. I went there no, a couple of times. All. I mean, it held what three or four hundred people. That's maybe? about right. Thirty-five grand a month. Good God. Mm-hmm. That's a little spendy. I think that's the polite way of saying GTFO. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was his name again? The guy who started CBGB? What was his name? Uh, Hilly CBG? Crystal. No, yep. Hilly Crystal. Hilly Crystal? Hilly, yeah. He looks like the kind Billy's of guy sister. Yeah. bar, country, bluegrass, and blues. Oh, there's no question. He looks like a bar owner. He yeah. absolutely looks like a bar owner. But yeah, it was right down. If you would go from our house on 20th Street and 2nd Avenue, just a little... I guess it would be what southwest. I guess I don't know. I can't picture it in my head, but it's yeah, it's right over there. It was pretty interesting. Uh, first time I went there, what's his name? Uh, Mark Gastineau was in there. Remember the football player, Mark Gastineau? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in there hanging out. But I don't know. That's 
That was a different era. That was. Did you like you like coming to New York? Didn't you, Alec? I mean, Catherine. Yeah, I did. I thought it was a good time. My favorite is still. I got to tell a story about the fireworks stuff. Oh God! <laughs> Here it is, Great Catherine's and moron. Moron, some more Catherine. Evidence. You know the you know the fireworks story. Uh, no, uh, I've never heard this one. This will be new. So I had to come oh, back boy. and do a bunch of work in in Minnesota and whatever. So Catherine went to spend the Fourth of July with her buddies in New York, and she comes home and she has an army duffel bag. And I said, "Why? Where did you get an army duffel bag?" She said, oh, "I just blah blah blah." I said, well, "What's in it?" She goes, "Look." She unzips it, and it is packed with about 50 pounds of fireworks. It was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. Right. <laughs> packed, about 50 pounds. Now, Ellie. I checked it, so I thought Fireworks it okay. are made from gunpowder, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not anymore. Well, not anymore, but they used to be. Magnesium. You know where she put the 50-pound duffel bag? In the overhead on the plane. I did not. I checked it. Liar. <laughs> Liar. Oh, I'm sorry. You checked Just 50 use. pounds of dynamite, basically. <laughs> God. I will never overhead. forget that. I said, you brought this back from New York? Yeah, what's the difference? I said, honey, it's gunpowder. Well, I was in Chinatown, and they were super cheap. And even, everybody, everybody had a trunk open in Chinatown. They were oh, yeah. all selling oh, fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everybody. Everybody. You could in those days check 50 pounds of gunpowder, and nobody cared. Yeah, airport security isn't what it is today. No, no, no. Yeah. no. no. But they Times had to know changed. what it was, I would think. That's what I thought. Well, maybe not. <laughs> I maybe thought if they, they confiscate it, then they confiscate it. Yeah, we were no. going along fine. Then all Big of a sudden, deal. the uh, luggage compartment blew up. Yeah. I don't know what happened. <clears throat> I, thought you meant, I thought you meant the bottle rockets that ended up going into the police academy window. <laughs> yes. There's multiple really, ridiculous <laughs> fireworks stories. Shot my bottle rockets. Why did okay. you do that? Well, our house, our, our, well, our did, condo in Kenny, New York. Kenny, actually, I think. Oh, no. Kenny did it? No, it wasn't Kenny. It was Ray. Oh, it was Ray. Ray. Oh, yeah, Ray. I could, uh, we'll I'll blame him. But He's not around a, anymore, so we'll blame him. We had Ray. a big patio on the, what are we on, like the fifth floor, it sixth was, floor, it was the, like It was just the rooftop. Everybody uh-huh. could go up to the rooftop. No, not in the part with what we had. Well, we went. We were on the rooftop. Oh, you were on the rooftop. Yeah. I thought you were just on a Shooting bed. bottle rockets. Well, we used to play <laughs> stickball up on you know? our patio. It was wonderful. God, in the 80s, you could get shot for doing that. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. But, man, that was a good time. That was a lot of fun living in New York. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. It was pretty... You know, glad to be back home. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. My, my lovely wife shooting bottle rockets at the police department. It, it don't let my mom anywhere near fire. It wasn't intentional. Oh, it wasn't intentional? No, I mean, I didn't, yeah. It just kind of went that way. And there wasn't just a happened protest? to be a window that was <laughs> open. <laughs> you will love this. So, and I remember died. the first episode. Nobody was there. It was a police Part academy. of the show, we were complaining about people squirting cops with water pistols, and you're just... <laughs> I, well, I shooting explosives in their academy. She didn't do what her buddy did. It. And it was an at. And by the way, that guy, <laughs> he was a, a black man in America today. He was black Puerto Rican, I think, wasn't he? Yep. He's from Puerto Rico, but he was black. So he came to visit us when we lived up in Dayton. Mm-hmm. I basically had to get, like follow him to and from our house because he thought he'd be killed. Because he was black and yeah, he Minnesota. He didn't think any any Amer- any any Minnesotans had ever seen a black person before. And I, I got a buddy out. like I got a buddy like that from Chicago. He sold cars for me in the '80s. He grew up with Kirby Puckett, and we went up to Lake oh, Vermilion yeah. for the weekend one time. And he brought a pistol with him. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. I'm gonna be the only brother up there. I ain't gonna take no chance with these. Oh, anyway. Oh yeah, that's a guy. I call this guy. Hayseeds, yeah. Hicks. He literally wanted to be followed that. to and from the house because he thought he was going to be the only black guy in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'd ever been out of Manhattan. No, he, he first never went. Out this would be a, a, a different world if you oh, grew God. up in Manhattan. Yeah. Can you even believe that going through yeah. all that? Yeah, from going from Manhattan yeah. to yeah. Dayton, Minnesota. I didn't realize Minnesota. the world didn't smell like garbage. Oh, that's kind yeah. of cold. Yeesh. But the garbage strike back then, that was a thrill. Have you ever been to New York? Nine feet of garbage. No, but I've smelled it. You've never been to New York? Why would I go to New York? I don't think you've ever been to New York. You've been to New York. Andy is not a city guy. I lived in New York. You lived in New York. (laughs) Yeah. So but Andy's never there been there. <laughs> I have indeed <laughs> been to New York. Yeah, Andy's not a city guy. No. Where did you live? Both not. Union Square. 
Oh. Yeah, well, the big gay ice cream truck. Oh, my God. <laughs> that thing was spent a lot of money at the big gay ice cream truck. <laughs> That's what it was a, called? It was, yeah. yeah. And now they have the big gay ice cream shop. Yeah, there's a oh, We got a shop I now? Think at least, oh, I, didn't know I think there's two or three shops. Yeah, a couple. Now. Yeah, and a couple Ellie, more there trucks. were lines to buy ice cream oh, at the big gay I ice bet. cream truck. It was so good. It was really good. The guy knew my order. He knew your order. You were good to go. I'd like a Tom Cruise, please. It's actually. It's actually the fat Elvis. The fat Elvis? Yeah. What was That's it? kind of cold. I don't. It was like cho- it was chocolate and banana. Peanut butter oh. and bananas and, a pin- and peanut butter. butter. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so poor good. fat Elvis. Poor fat Elvis, <laughs> dead all these years. We'll be right back with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Hi, it's Tom. After achieving my goal of losing 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy brothers and the amazing staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I'd like to encourage you to let Nutramost help you shed those unwanted pounds, too. Besides eating fresh foods, another one of the reasons that the Nutramost weight loss plan works so well is the one-on-one coaching that you receive. We all know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So, how long have you been trying to lose weight on your own without the help of a coach? When you have someone keeping you accountable, it makes achieving your goal so much easier. Make a commitment to your health and let Nutramost help you with your weight loss journey. I encourage you to schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, June 24th at Jake's in Plymouth. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Call now, 763-3337. I do, too. God, we haven't been in New York in a long time. Let's go this fall. I think the last time we went I to New York that's was a great with Vince Flynn. I'm not September, going now. October. 97 degrees in Manhattan. Uh, that's just faint town right there. Yeah. September or later is yeah. good. Have you ever walked, walked across the Brooklyn Bridge? I have not. That's really fun because it's an elevated wooden walkway. You're mm-hmm. 20 feet above the traffic and it takes you right you know, from Lower East Side into Brooklyn Heights. It's We've walked Maybe from Union Square up to Times Square. That was quite a hike. Yeah, yep. it's a great walk. Remember, time. Monica the had like nice. leading Bleeding blisters, gouges. Like, and she's like, "I'm fine." I'm like, Let's get a cab. Let's get a phone. I'm, I'm. She's fine. like, "It's fine." I'm, I'm like, like, "Oh my uh, god, you have problems." <laughs> so the last time we were in New York was with Vince and Lisa Flynn. Last no. time you and no, we went. You oh, no, went right, right, yeah, That's right. What did, yeah, but I mean that. Yeah, but so how long ago was that now? God, eight it's been a while. years. Was that eight years ago? I used to go. This summer? All, all, yeah, I think it was eight years this summer. You know how difficult that was for dad to leave his 20-year-old daughter in New York or however old you were, 22? I don't remember. She had a sweet gig. A friend of ours has an apartment in Manhattan, and, and they, they mostly live in... Arizona. Arizona. Oh, so, so you're an got, apartment sitter. She got to, yes. Yeah, Ellie, nice don't apartment. get any bright ideas. <laughs> Although she's thinking about Georgetown and was re- researching housing prices in D.C. I'm like, oh, my oh, God. Boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little spendy. Yeah. little spendy right there. Oh, your best value is going to be your dorm. Stay in a dorm. Yeah. If yeah. you go yeah. there, just stay in a dorm. God, this is amazing. There's a new viral video, and I don't really understand how this Another one? A disturbing video went viral this week and led to a criminal investigation, and so far three arrests in Chicago. 
the video, which has been viewed more than 6 million times since Yikes. it was first shared on Twitter, 6 million, shows a young girl being beaten up by five people. What? Why would you want to watch that? I don't know. Um, Why do people because slow down at car accidents? I love suck. this. It says, and I quote, it's a young girl being beaten up by at least five people. It's here, but note that it's violent. Usually really? it is when somebody's getting beaten up. See, uh, I don't understand why they're allowed to post that kind of stuff. That's just not I don't right. I don't either. Shouldn't be watching that. I know. According to community activist Stringer Harris, of course your name is what Stringer. What about her right to privacy? Yeah, what about that? Was speaking on behalf of the family, the girl in the video is 15. The person who tweeted the video claimed to be friends with the girl and said she was a mental disability. She has a mental disability. Oh, even better. That has been progressing since the passing of her mother. Oh, so her mother died, so let's beat her up. And, and her it. best friend is videoing it. And That's the other thing that really bugs me. Put like, down what? your phone and do something. Yeah, and six million people watch well, Unless this. you got a gun, not... what are you going to do? I just sneezed. Cecil D. DeMille. <laughs> Harris says the girl had thought of many of her attackers as friends. The family do not. Uh, the family do know these kids, uh, who they are, and they're very upset about this because these kids took advantage of this young girl. At this point, it's believed uh, the victim was invited out by some girls, so-called friends, who then turned on her and beat her up in a back alley. Yeah. Why would you want to watch that video? Well, here? the only I don't good watch thing that about video. that is that they'll have evidence to <clears throat> prosecute these girls. Yeah, I, I don't understand that rationality. They want to do this stuff yeah. so they can make a viral video so yeah. everybody knows who they are. But that's evidence of you committing a crime. Are you thinking this through? I, it's like clearly not. not. Yeah, All not. they care about is being famous, getting uh, their fifteen minutes kids of fame these on days, YouTube. right, Ellie? Yeah, Ellie. Yeah, way to go. Way to go, Ellie. Who'd you beat up lately? I can't tell you that. <laughs> I can't pass along that information. Do I look stupid? She's not going to incriminate yes, herself. Right. Do I look stupid? I'm not telling she you anything. She had it coming. I just, I can't believe. She ghosted me. What do you, have you seen the video? And watching this video is not all that pleasant either. The, the two-year-old boy who got on an airport conveyor belt and made yeah. it all the way through the system. Oh, what? no. Apparently, Mommy wasn't paying a lot of attention. Mom he just walked on the conveyor belt and went right into the baggage. She was probably looking for her passport in her bag. Yeah, that must have been what <laughs> that it takes is. takes forever. A toddler was, got behind it, unstaffed The decoy so they wouldn't see the fireworks. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Something like that. Uh, yeah, there's video of it. You can watch this on ABC News. A terrifying few minutes for a mother in Atlanta Monday. Oh, Atlanta. Oh, that's a small airport. Just, yeah. Great. Yeah. As well as for a two-year-old son who spent five minutes or so getting swept away by a baggage conveyor belt at the Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport, Edith Vega says she sent Lorenzo down for just a set him down for just a moment next to the kiosk where she needed to print out a boarding pass. Isn't, the isn't that a funny name for a two-year-old? Lorenzo. Lorenzo. Yeah, Lorenzo. <laughs> two-year-old Lorenzo. Gus. Yeah, we were at yoga earlier, and there was a kid that I was like, "What? That's your name?" It was like. I don't remember. Like Abner or something? No, it was like, <laughs> Abner, yeah, there something you go. I was like, you named her? That's in, yeah. So she looked up. He was gone. The counter was closed at the time. There were no employees behind it. So Lorenzo had managed to get behind it himself, yeah. where he placed his hand atop the pressure-activated belt, which turned on as a result, carrying him away. Oh my God. Uh, by the way, I saw a little bit of it this morning. And when he falls onto the belt, you know, they got those little mm-hmm. things hanging down. He goes right through. Oh. And the next time you see him, he's coming out the other end and going right back into a baggage. <laughs> he uh, probably thought it was fun. He was probably, oh, God. He probably like, thought, this, this is a yeah. great, yeah. It's oh, like God. being at Disney World. <laughs> Meanwhile, his mom's like, what in the world? Well, I can Where see, did he go? Because now with the kiosks and the self-checking and all that stuff, it is pretty much mayhem around yeah. there. It yep. would be easy. I and mean, nobody kid, working. To, yeah. Nobody Nobody's yeah, watching all, anything. Yeah. And a two-year-old, you know, they... They're quick. There I was, know. They sure are. There was a young kid, by the way, who came by, a young guy, came by and wanted to jump on the belt, and they wouldn't let him. He wanted to go in and get him, and they wouldn't <laughs> let him Might damage airport it. property. Yeah, let's not worry about that $2. Yeah. dollars might, uh, might make or break them. I mean, honestly, though, those conveyor belts, they are pretty tempting. You want to go for a ride, especially <laughs> oh, as a kid. I, <laughs> well, like you said, I, Disney World. <laughs> I know. It's just... Well, I mean, people throw bags on there that have to weigh 100 pounds. So, oh, I mean, they do, yeah. Yeah. That's true. When my son was two, we were flying through Charlotte, North Carolina, and they've got a 
moving walkway. It's yep. not. Yep. And he he just he figured out what it was. So he'd ride down, and then he'd turn around and he'd try to run back mm. up. But he was two, and he was so uncoordinated, he'd fall down and <laughs> get course. up and laugh. And people are stepping on. Yeah, they him. call those people movers. Yeah. and it's really weird because yeah. like when you just walk on them, mm-hmm. it feels like you're running. You oh yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you oh, you're doing like about you're seven flash. or eight miles oh, yeah. an hour. <laughs> yeah. Fun loves those. Yeah. 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 You know, in this next story, I really hope this woman wasn't. Na- what is it? Acai juice? Is that how you say it? Acai. 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 I just say acai. It's easier. I hope this woman wasn't named after that because her name is Asaimi. A C A A C A I M I E. Akaimi? Akaimi, Asaimi, Chastain. A C A I M I E. Yep, A C A I M I E. Her last name is Chastain. According to Google, that is a unique name. So I would imagine how much of your life is spent spelling your name repeatedly yeah. oh, exactly. in store clerks, DMV. It'd be years. Do you know how many times I've gotten a name tag with my name spelled T H O M? Thom. Thom. Hey, it's because of I, Queer I know Eye. a few people yeah, that spell right, it. There was that one guy. Yeah, that's right. no. Well, Thomas is with the H. So a lot of times, if it's a computer, it just cuts off the. Yeah, AS. It cuts off the yeah, AS. I suppose. Yeah. Oh yeah, on my on boarding passes, I'm like. I'm Alexander. Yeah, Alexan. I'm Andre. Andre. The Andre. Giant. Andre the giant. <laughs> Here you are, Andre. So Catherine, you're five, so not an Andre. <laughs> five days after our wedding, were you pretty happy with me or not? I five days remember. in. She, she was tough to say. She was still let me, drunk. Look at, let, me, let me look at my diary. <laughs> yeah, say, exactly. Daily. <laughs> Tom, good, bad. Okay, you're going to love this. Daily. Clay and a Siamese Chastain had hoped for a relaxing honeymoon in St. Kitts, but that was before the groom, five days after their wedding, fell into a volcano. Okay. Well, Ouch. Well, you, I don't believe you did that, because there are no volca- active all volcanoes in western, uh, western Canada. Canada so. No, you're not. You were good. You are clear. Yeah, there might be some extinct ones. Well, on those mountains, probably. Mike Bilski went there last week, and he and his wife just loved Banff and Lake Louise. Well, if you, don't, if you nice. don't love Banff and Lake Louise, yeah. you're in, <laughs> you got you issues. That's very, I very true. I hate mountains and turquoise blue waters. Oh, you know what I was told this morning? But you know, Dave Ish. Fulton, the comedian, Dave Fulton, he's mm-hmm. gonna probably be in tomorrow, I think. But Dave, I've known for years and years. Oh, I heard some of that segment. But he uh, he said Basel, Switzerland, where we were for a few days, was where they invented something very famous. What did they invent in Basel, Switzerland? Basil? Swiss nope. cheese? Nope. The Lamp? telephone. <laughs> LSD. <laughs> Oh, really? Oh, yeah. LSD was invented was, in Basel, yeah, Switzerland. They basically started the f- whole pharmaceutical they world. Did. They Thanks really did. Yep. Yeah. Basel. Way to go, Basel, and your LSD. How dare LSD. you cure cancer? Well, Lister- LSD. Acid diethylamide, isn't that what it is? And basically invented schizophrenia, but, you know. Yeah, they yeah. invented schizophrenia, but other than that. Thanks so much. Five <laughs> days after their July 13th wedding, so only six days after our July 7th wedding, the Indiana couple nope. were hiking on Mount Liamuga. Lea- or Mwiga, when Clay decided to descend a path into the dormant volcano to look at some greenery. Mm. See, I'd point down and go, Catherine, look at the grass down (laughs) there. I'm not going in there, but look at the grass. What the the hell's wrong with you? No, you you don't really go too close to any edges. Um, I'm like, look down here. He's like, no, no. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) One second I'm climbing, the next second the world is spinning, and I can hear Asami calling down to me, the 23-year-old tells the Indianapolis star Clay who suspects a climbing rope gave way, fell an estimated 50 feet into a volcano. Well, only 50 feet. Five stories. Yowza. Falling five stories in a volcano. That's That's a good plunge. What, um... Did he... Wait, so wait. I wonder if it was a wily coyote Who used to do that when they fell? They always go, oh. eat, ooh, ah, eat, every time Well, I guess it hit. wasn't Wiley Coyote, because he was silent. Who was Whenever that? Wiley Coyote fell, it was that whistle. It was good. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. It's all the Acme true. shoot would blow up. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, are you talking about Bobby McFerrin? Bobby McFerrin, the singer? Well, we that was like a famous Family Guy scene. Bobby McFerrin falling down the stairs. Oh, I did. Oh, e r e That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. I haven't seen that one. In any case, he fell 50 feet. Asai me. 
or Akami. Yeah, I did some Googling. I filtered out every result from uh, after, like, the 10th of this month. And her name, she's that's the only place on Earth where that combination of characters exists. Is her name? Is her name? So I don't know what she's named after, what? but right it's now I, everybody's it's gonna know. Purely unique. And now is it a kai berries or a sai berries? It's acai berries. Acai berries. So acaiimi would be her name then. I, Not necessarily. Acaiimi. You can pronounce it any way you want. Be a kai me. I used to pronounce it. No, Yep. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Uh, in any case, acaiimi who went after her husband when he didn't answer her screams, found him next to a bloody vomit. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's great. Uh, she helped him, God. helped him hike out of the volcano. In another two miles, she managed to get uh, cell service and call for help about a mile into the journey. You know, the first time Catherine and I took a trip was to Hawaii. We remember when we went out to Hawaii. 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 Yep. And Waikiki. mom went out into the, what's it called again? The, the Molokai, Molokai Express. Express. Ah, little current there. Tommy yeah. had to go out and save her because she was going to float away. Oh. Um, I, no. I she mean, goes, Mom. No. So I had trouble. actually reached a, a Fireworks reef. Fireworks floating away into the ocean. Exactly. I had actually reached a reef, but I was very tired from swimming. I saw this grouper about the size of this conference table. It was huge. Going swimming like this. Like, yeah, I know. It's I'm fighting. Like, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> This doesn't sound good. Yeah, the Molokai Express. After I got, after he literally came out to the reef and just like grabbed me, put me under his arm, and like a suitcase, paddled back. <laughs> it was hilarious. I'm like, I was so tired. Oh, I was you like, were tired. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay big. here on this reef and just get bashed for a year. Yeah, nothing like laying, so on coral. You're laying on coral. Yeah, nice and yeah. cozy. So, yeah, Wonder if there's any sharks in the area. Yeah. So my back was all bloody from the coral. It was, yeah. I looked, That's what made me think of the bloody vomit. Oh. Your bloody back. So oh I, I get, so he takes me back up to the beach. And I'm like, thank you. No, I didn't. <laughs> bloody vomit. But I looked at the. I looked Speaking at. Uh, then vomit. I look at the whole swimming map, and I'm like, oh, uh, expert one. swimmers only. Yeah, that's probably. not you. Right. That's I'm not like, you. No, I'm not an expert swimmer. I can swim, but I'm not an it expert. It brought us swimmer. even closer together as a couple. That's though. true. Oh, so like, oh. yeah. Saved her life. That was a lifeguarded beach, and not one lifeguard was like, hey, do you know what you're doing out there? No, they didn't go out to get her. I had to go get her. I should have had a warning. She's not flailing yet. (laughs) (laughs) She's not glub, 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 My usual deal, I'm like, this son of a bitch is not going to beat us. Like, remember that? I I was all weird about it. I remember that. Knowing you. Weird. Not you. You Knowing you, she says. Got big and puffy. It was great, up. though. <laughs> Boy, look at the time. We'll be back with car selling secrets in just a few minutes. What do you think of that action? Ellie's excited. Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs>